time to swarm the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled. Corn Huskers, more like corn suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye Oasis located in a nasty little Nebraska desert. It's time for another Swarm the 402 podcast. We are missing Russell the Muscle tonight, but we came back with some extreme firepower. We got Kyle Schlicker, the man, the myth, the legend, back again for another Swarm the 402 podcast. And joining us today, friend of the show, one of our all-time favorite Hawkeyes, Kid Rock. Pat Anger, a.k.a. Kid Rock. How's it going, Pat? Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? Good, man. <laughs> Looking good. It's good to see you again, man. I apologize. This damn thing keeps freezing up, so if if, if I cut out, I apologize. No, I look like shit. I'm fat. I've got bags in my <laughs> hiding in my garage away from That's my family. That's me, Pat. That's me. Look at your photo. That's me. <laughs> I can see Kyle's also hiding in his basement. I'm, yeah, yeah, I, was, I wasn't. Yeah, I was in my garage. I'm afraid I'm going to wake up my kids. Yeah, I don't, you, that's you don't want that. That's for sure. <laughs> no, that's why we how do many, this podcast so late. Everybody's got kids. Go ahead, Pat. How many kids you got, Kyle? I got two, man. I got a five year old boy, Griffin, and uh, eight year old girl, Sophia. Man. <laughs> yeah. Good man. You've oh. got quite the boy storm over there. You're like, What'd you say? You've got quite the boy storm, don't you? Have what three? I got two, and two then boys? once I okay. yeah, once my testosterone dropped, and my third one became a she was a girl. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love it. Well, hey, it's it's great we're able to uh, have a reunion with two former teammates here, Pat Anger and Kyle Schlicker. This is awesome. Uh, just for huge Hawkeye fans, I know everybody out there is going to be geeking out when they get to see these two guys here. So this is freaking awesome. Um, we're going to just recap real quick where we were from last week. Matt had a strong week, finished 6-1 and one, um, with his picks. Really great week. So he's overall the 66.6% winning percentage. Russell the Muscle, who's out this week, uh, he's going to send us his picks in. He was 6-1 and one last week. He has a 68.9% winning percentage on the season. And Jerry, man, just bringing up the rear again. Old, old Gerald, you got... Uh, Three and four last week at 47%. If you're going to Vegas, don't bet on Jerry. And then last week, um, Kyle is was four and three again. So he's at a 57% winning percentage. So Jerry's one of those guys, though, that like, you know, slow and steady wins the race. I think he might sneak in there at the end and pull this thing out. Oh, I think I think story here is Jerry has a life and nobody else does. So, you know, just take that for what it's worth. So. Well, let's talk about <laughs> what kind of life that entails. And, well, I'm, you know. I'm doing a lot better than I thought because, remember, I'm picking everything off of pure, <laughs> pure emotion. Pure emotion. Hey, that's, that's okay. We're going to see how Pat does this week. And um, so Jerry um, is actually – um, we're going to do a quick little rundown because we always like to find out a little bit of, you know, where in the world is Jerry? <laughs> what's what's going on with Jerry right now? Um, you, you know, that's one of our favorite things on the show here. And 
Jerry is a little too young for this, in my opinion, but he's touring some senior living facilities, looking for the future, you know, seeing about what the future holds. And we were able to, a research team connected with some of these living facilities and got some pictures of Jerry interacting with the local residents. Oh, um, nice. That's oh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> I think my sweaters like that. Uh, I don't know. That was a great day. That was a wonderful day, guys. <laughs> you look good in that turtleneck, Jerry. And then um, we got. I'll tell you that right now. We uh, we pulled one other one here, Jerry, uh, participating <laughs> in, a, in another senior activity. So. <laughs> hey, that's my shuffleboard team. Don't knock on my shuffleboard team. We're undefeated so far. <laughs> Uh, Jerry looks a little red there. Maybe he's had a few too many bush lights at the senior living yeah, facility be, there. But... You got to get prime for shuffleboard, boys. So. You be careful, well, Jerry. They say those are um, there's a lot of STDs in those uh, old folks. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know if you've been vaccinated or not, but you better watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I've actually heard that too. So, um, yeah. what happens like in assisted living does yeah. not stay at assisted living. Yeah. <laughs> no, you take that shit with you. Um, <laughs> oh man, I mean, think about it. You're in assisted living, like it's time to cut loose and have a good time. Apparently, yeah. so and that's why Jerry's there. He's uh, he wants to test drive it before he buys it. <laughs> Yeah. Wash your hands, Gary. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, Jerry, Jerry, all right. Jerry, um, you know, we love you. We love serious, you, buddy. And my environment is different. I did get called over to Des Moines. Dad, uh, Dad had a little uh, a little scared today, but we're doing good tonight. But in all seriousness, so one of the walls they've got over here in this facility is uh, a veteran's wall. And as we record this, it's Wednesday night. Tomorrow, Thursday is Veterans Day. So big thank you out to our vets out there. I mean, sir. Absolutely. No oh, yeah. calling. Definitely. That. So we, we joke around and have a lot of fun on this, but we can only do it because of the sacrifice so many veterans made for us. So uh, it's time to give them a shout out as well. So. Absolutely. Well said, Jerry. And Good call. Uh, Pat, Pat's rocking the USA hat. Very fitting. So there you go. we wouldn't be able to do ridiculous stuff like this if it wasn't for them. So they make all of it possible for us. Um, all right, guys. Mo moving on to our first game that we're going to be calling. Um, we got... Michigan going to Penn State. I think this is going to be kind of a good one. Michigan 8-1 and one right now. Jim Harbaugh is really needing to come out and get a statement win. Jim Harbaugh's been winning all the games he's supposed to win. The big-time games, he's been falling short very consistently. Um, at 6-3, and three, Penn State in Happy Valley. Now, Cade McNamara for Michigan has been having a season. He's thrown for 1,666 yards and 62.5% completion percentage. Matt Meyer, what are your thoughts on this? Michigan is favored. It's pretty much a pick -em. Michigan's favored by one and a half points. So, any you know, really anything goes here. Yeah, I got uh... – I've got Michigan on this one. Michigan's uh, points allowed. Uh, the points allowed for both teams actually is 16, which is, you know, that's pretty even up there in my opinion. Uh, Michigan puts up a lot of points uh, compared to Penn State. And is Penn State focused? Are, you know, are they still having head coaching controversy? I, I just don't think they're – 100% there like they, they were at the beginning of the year when they were winning everything before they played Iowa. So I, I'm taking Michigan. All right. Kyle, Matt is taking Michigan. Hassan Haskins has rushed for 829 yards this season for Michigan. He's having a great season. That Michigan offense is on fire. Mr. Kyle Schlicker, who are you taking in this one? Michigan at Penn State. It's a pick em. either way. We got a close one. Well, you guys know that I have a deep, deep hatred for Michigan. So I, but it, you know what? Any other day, I'd take Penn State or anybody who's playing Michigan. I want them to lose, but I have a feeling this one's going to be Michigan's game as well. Um, you know, that's an intimidating place to walk into. I think it's more intimidating place uh, to play at than you know the big house. Um, 
So, but but I, either way, Michigan is rolling, and uh, I I'm picking Michigan on this one. All right, Mr. Kid Rock, Pat Anger. We got eight and one Michigan at six and three Penn State. It's a pick 'em. We only got a line of one and a half in favor of Michigan. Pat, who you, who are you taking in this one? What are your thoughts? Does uh, Penn State still have that squirrely little fuck at quarterback? That um, <laughs> I that, think is it Clifford or uh... <laughs> I think <laughs> I is, so. is, is he out? I think he's out Clifford? again. But the yeah, is better than him, I think. The one that like gave us the game when we played him. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the one we took out. If Clifford yeah. plays Penn State, if he doesn't, then uh, Michigan. All right, we well, got. Ma- let's yeah. make note of that then. All right, I'll be doing Fair that with all my picks. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> uh, hey, I I'm, I don't think he's playing. I think he's injured again, but I could be wrong. You know they. They keep that that close to the chest on that one. Jerry, who are you taking in this one, Michigan at Penn State? You know, Penn State's had a couple close losses. I'm, I'm going on the assumption Clifford is playing. I think at home, I think they finally get Michigan. So I'm going to go ahead and buck the trend and go, uh, go Penn State. So Penn State's going to get it back. All right, a lot of people think James Franklin's got a foot out the door to USC. Um, you never really know. There's so many conversations well, going on. Behind closed doors, you never know. And hopefully he doesn't go to Michigan and show up at the big house based on his comments when they played Ohio State a couple of weeks ago and he didn't know where the heck they were playing. So Yeah, hopefully he gets on his uh, Google Maps and figures out where the hell he's playing. So um, somebody's microwave dinner's done. Sorry, <laughs> my <laughs> damn text message. <laughs> Salisbury <laughs> steak and chicken nuggets, Pat. <laughs> Pat, that hey, looks my, like a- my wife's my wife's a big prepared meal. She's got her own business, nice. um, so I'm just fatter and shit, just eating all kinds of food. Just <laughs> eating baked potatoes all day, every day. Yeah, I'm sitting here in my in my weight room that I never use, um, but I just want people to know that you I have, have a weight one room. Still? Yeah, I still have a weight room. Don't use yeah. it. You could live. You could live if you wanted to. Um, that looks like a delicious glass of apple juice. There, could you tell us what brand that is you're drinking? Oh, I got uh, my favorite. I don't know if you guys. Well, shit, it's almost empty. Um, Buffalo, Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Oh, all right, good stuff. They they sell it at this at one gas station around here, and, and like me and my two buddies are the only ones I feel like that know. Um, so every <laughs> Tuesday, you can buy uh, Buffalo Trace there. But I'm not telling you guys where it is. All right. Good plan. Yeah, this is the right. best. You guys, have you guys had it? I have not. It's the is best. It, is it that good? Yeah. I may have to try it. Yes. It's good stuff. If I can find I'm it. Not I don't know. That one gas station is going to be tough to locate. <laughs> Pat, just Pat, just think if you're playing right now, you could get an NIL deal with Buffalo Trace right now. You know, how cool yeah, would well, that I'd, be? I'd, I'd work the Templeton Rye. I'd work that Templeton Rye route. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't That's think still Kirk, number one. Kirk wouldn't have a problem with that. He'd be cool with it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh. a, he'd be sponsored by St. Polly's girl. St. Polly girl. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, you guys are amazing. All right, guys. Next one, we got PJ Fleck. And the six and our uh, six and three Minnesota Golden Gophers coming to Kinnick, seven and two Iowa. Iowa rocking the number ten total defense in the country, averaging four point three five yards of play. Mister Matt, Matty Ice, who you taking in this one? It looks like we got um, Iowa favored by five and a half in this one. Game's yep. going to be on BTN. <clears throat> yeah, so I guess all season long, I really haven't swayed away from Iowa. I'm going to take Iowa again on this one. Um, points per game look pretty even on this one. Um, Minnesota does uh, does allow a little more. Um, I, I'm trying to read my notes here, and I'm, I took bad notes. <laughs> and doesn't it suck when your handwriting's so bad you can't even read it yourself? <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. I thought I, I thought I could, like – do this on the fly. <laughs> hey, buddy, all we need to know is who you're picking. That is totally fine. We'll, um, 
<laughs> yeah, but I had this whole thing, you know, I was going to say <laughs> some cool thing about, you know, how the game was going to go. And oh, hey, I mean, it essentially comes down. I'm, I got Iowa All right. covering the points. Um, yeah. Minnesota doesn't pass as much, so that might limit our turnovers. Iowa allows less than a hundred yards rushing, rushing, and that's Minnesota's high point. I just, I don't, I don't know. I guess I, I'm hoping that it's at home and Iowa can pull off this victory. You sound like a fucking pro, dude. That sounded good. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I, I mean, you left me satisfied. Yeah. So, put I, me on, put me on game day. Let's go. I, I mean, you can't be worse than Lee Corso. I can say that. That, um, that bear guy's not that great either. I'm telling you, this guy's like their expert picker, and he's picked like 25% correct. Like Jerry would put him to shame right now with what Jerry's done. <laughs> Jerry and the Senior Citizen Association. Speaking of worse than Lee Corso, here's Jerry, right? Yeah, coming to you live from Del Boca Vista. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right, Kyle, we got, um, again, we got Iowa, uh, Minnesota's coming to town. Um, Alex Padilla was able to uh, get in the game last week, went 18 for 28 for 172 yards, getting first team reps all week. Um, a lot of people really felt like the team got injected with life when he came in the game. He was able to scramble, make some plays happen, and um, get some things going down the field, which in turn opened up the running game too. Weird, crazy that that happened, Kyle. What are your thoughts on this game with Minnesota coming to town? Well, they're coming off a big win. You know, that was a must win at Northwestern, which is a terrible place to play. Um, and, uh, you know, they've got momentum. They're feeling great. And whoever the quarterback is, however many they rotate through, whatever, as long as everyone's feeling great and they've got good team chemistry, um, I'll always pick Iowa at home no matter what, I always will, um, no matter what we're ranked or who we're playing. Um, but in all seriousness, I do think this is going to be a great game, uh, and Iowa's going to come out on top, and they're going to tack up another one on the W column. All right, I like it. Mr. Pat Anger, we're playing for that big, greasy pig called the Floyd of Rosedale. Are we going to be able to bring that hog home this week, you think? Uh, yeah, I'll take Iowa and the under, obviously. Um, but, uh, the under has been hitting all year because yeah. we don't, nobody likes to score any touchdowns anymore. Um, yeah, I think PJ flex a fucking weirdo, but, uh, yeah, we, I we agree. Should, uh, we should win. <laughs> God damn. We better. I mean, Jesus Christ. Fuck. Yeah. No, I, I pass my expert I, advice. Play some offense. <laughs> yeah. Pat, how good did it feel beating Minnesota and Kyle, you two, and you guys rush and are able to pick up the Floyd of Rosedale? Is that one of the best trophies and one of the ones you get the most excited to hold up? Is that the, it's the heaviest, right? It is. is the heavy, I think so. Where's the, the ballest bull? Which one's the? I don't know. That Heroes game trophy is huge. I feel like that one's the heaviest. Um, if the, 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 the Wisconsin one, what the hell is that one called? The, uh, the Heartland Trophy. Yeah, but that one doesn't have any balls. If that had balls, then it, it would be heavier. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, they put up a massive Floyd of Road, Rosedale in uh, Fort Dodge, Iowa, because that's where the Rosedale farm was. Not and sure. I drive by it every day when I go to work um, to the office in Fort Dodge. And that thing has some massive steel balls. So... Judging yeah. by that, I'm 100% in agreement with that one being the heaviest because of yeah. the <clears throat> there's no balls on there. We need Steel balls. Yeah. Yeah. If you go back to our balls and the balls and twins are there were balls on it in the locker room one, and one year after the victory. You remember that <laughs> one? Well, <laughs> uh, you can find Matt in Fort Dodge polishing the nuts of the bowl. The steel balls of this, uh, the bowl. It's a pig, man. A pig. Sorry, the pig. Nice and shiny. <laughs> oh, all right, Jerry. Who do you got in this one? We got Minnesota coming to Kinnick. I got the Hawkeyes. I think. Uh, I think we. Uh, you know, it's for the pig. It's at home. It's uh, they're honoring the eighty-one team. The Rose Bowl for the 40th anniversary. I just, I think we got everything on our side. And Padilla got his reps in against one of the uh, worst defenses in the Big Ten last week. And he's ready to step it up for the next one. So, all right. I'll, I'll take Iowa all day on this one. All right. Well, for uh, Minnesota, Tanner Morgan 
averages about 60% completion percentage, but he's only thrown six touchdowns and seven interceptions this year. So um, I've looked him up quite a bit. I, I do that just out of like being nervous and wanting to know what we're going to be dealing with on Saturday. And if you pressure Tanner Morgan, he throws interceptions. And if he doesn't throw an interception, he throws them into the, about the fourth row of the stadium. So um, we will be fine. Good thing we blitz a lot. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> when we do it, it works. But, yeah, not a, not a lot. Not a lot. Uh, I sense a little sarcasm there. All right. A little <laughs> Next one up, we got three and six Northwestern. Pat Fitzgerald, he's going to be taking his crew to Madison, Wisconsin. Six and three, Wisconsin. This one's going to be on ESPN2. Wisconsin's favored by 25 on this one. Now, Wisconsin officially is now the number one defense in the country, only allowing 213 yards a game. 3.78 yards a game makes me sick. I hate Wisconsin. Matt, what is your pick on this one? Wisconsin favored by 25. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Wisconsin either. Um, they've had our number. I hate it. I'd wish we'd be on the other uh, on the flip side of that. But uh, Wisconsin D is tough. Uh, I mean, this thing could end up being three to 38 by the end. I got to take Wisconsin even with the with the points. Northwestern is just bad. And yeah. Wisconsin's got it put put together right now. Their offense is rolling a lot better. They're playing the run game and the pass game a lot better than most teams in the West. So I just my gut's saying even with the points, take uh, take Wisconsin. You know, Kyle, um, Wisconsin's <laughs> linebacking core is one of the best, if not the best, in the country. They're just unbelievably tough to play against. We really need Northwestern to come through for us to help us win the West. And uh, I don't know if it's going to happen. Kyle, what do you think? Well, I mean, Camp Randall, that's, uh, I never lost there, but uh, that's a tough place to play. It's a fun place to play. But you know what? I Even though I hate teams that play uh, wearing the color purple, um, <laughs> it's just a not a cool color. Um, I'm going to – I'm a Fitzgerald fan, man. I'm, I, I like that guy, and uh, I'm yeah. pulling for Northwestern this, this this game. I'm pulling for an upset. All right, I like it. We got a going out on a limb, Mr. Kyle Schlicker. <clears throat> All right, Kid Rock, three and six Northwestern at six and three Wisconsin. After you give us your pick, Pat, since we're kind of on it, we wanted you to tell us who that one team you just absolutely hated more than any other team when you played them. You just wanted to really put it to them a little bit more. So Slicker, are you taking Northwestern money line? Are you taking them plus the fucking five hundred points? points or whatever? Um, good question. No, no, yeah, yeah. You're just taking them to stay, keep it under twenty five. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. That's safe. Um, even though you hate purple. Yeah, you know what? Well, I, hopefully they wear you know white or black or something. Yeah, know, but the yeah. all purple that drives me. They do have a blackout. <laughs> now, Slicker, did, did did you, Kyle? Did you didn't you work with a guy that was a Navy SEAL? Did you know a guy that, they, that yeah was a fullback? Yeah, yeah I, I actually uh, um, before he even started that process, his name was Tommy Ruby. Uh, yeah, badass. He, yeah, he was. Uh, him and I worked together for about two years before he decided to go that route. And him and I, you know, the gym that I was in charge of with Naval Special Warfare up there at the, the Great Lakes Naval Base, he came on as an instructor. He came from a SEAL team uh, and did his and and got planted there as an instructor and worked with him for about two years. And then he decided to do that. And, yeah, he asked me. He was picking my brain on a lot of stuff on um, uh, I like to I, I like to think that I had an integral part in in pushing him to walk on. Mm -hmm. Cause he earned it all the way, man. He, that guy worked his ass off. Um, and yeah, it was for me, it was awesome. And I remember there was a huge controversy, him still being active duty and doing that. Yeah. It was for some reason it was this big issue and, and, you know, um, I thought it was awesome, but yes. Yeah. Tommy Ruby, good friend of mine. Yep. No, weird. The NCAA makes something. Was that on the Navy side that was giving him shit? 
It was, yeah. Oh, Navy. I, I didn't understand it because, well, see, Navy SEALs and the Naval Special Warfare community, they like you to be a quiet professional. They don't want you to advertise. They all got fucking books. I know, man. Hey, I know it's, 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 it's a huge, it's a huge deal. Um, and, and Tommy wasn't one of those guys. All Tommy wanted to do was get an education and hit, hit, hit people. That's all he wanted to do, man. He had this, he had this dream of playing, you know, division one football and Northwestern happened to be the campus closest to the Navy base where he could fulfill his active duty duties, as well as pursue a division one football career. And, And that guy, Dude, when he came in, oh man, I think he was—he had just—he had experimented in some uh, some MMA fighting, I think. And, oh shit! Uh, he was a big dude, like you know, tats everywhere. I would say he's—he's uh, he's probably about—I think he's about six foot, six one, well over two. At the time, I think he was like two thirty or two forty. He was a big dude, and uh, yeah, he worked his ass off. Like I would go, I would go to the gym at five a.m. and he'd be there already, like sweating. Um, nice. Yeah, it was good stuff. Really proud of him. And and, uh, and now, uh, last time I saw him, um, he's like lost a ton of weight and he's like, he's like really into yoga and uh, he's got longer hair and uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's living life, man. Good for him. So he's, he's out, he's completely out. Uh, he the is. Seal? Yeah, he, he, yeah. He, yeah. During that whole process, he got out that he, that was the end of his career. Um, yeah. So yeah, very proud of him for doing that. That was great. Cool. That's awesome. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I'll take um, I'll take Northwestern because they support our troops. I'm like, obviously, Wisconsin, apparently. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Go Cats. We got Pat picking Northwestern. <laughs> that was an awesome story. Thanks for sharing that, guys. That's awesome. Um, that was cool. All mm. right, Jerry, who do you got in this one? Northwestern Is at there? Wisconsin and Wisconsin's well, favorite like, by 25. I'm a Wisconsin, big jerk after that story, so I'm old Northwestern, too. So. <laughs> I'm glad I went first. Jeez. Kind like of un-American to not do that at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to get deported. Take Wisconsin. You're, you're not patriotic. You pick the bad. <laughs> Man. All right, guys. Next one. Can that be our, Go ahead. Can that be our line, Wisconsin, unpatriotic? That's our way to get back. Then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to grab another beer real quick. Right, absolutely. That's always a good excuse on this podcast. All right. Give me one, too. Yeah. Pass it on through. All right. We got next one, four and five Rutgers uh, stumbling lately at another team that has not had a very good season, Indiana. Matt, where you seven. at? Yeah, Matt, boy. hold on. Where's yours, Matt? There we go. Um, how much right. How much use is that treadmill getting over there behind you there, Kyle? <laughs> that thing, man, my wife uses that. I bought that thing for 50 bucks from a neighbor down the street, and I do all my stuff outside. Uh, I refuse to get on a treadmill yeah. inside. I, I mean, mine's just got all kinds of shit on it. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, like most most treadmills. Yeah, I'll, I, if, um, if I do, if I do get on it, man, I'll put. I've got a. Uh, I've got a fifty pound weight vest that I put on. I'll put on. I'll put on an incline. I'll put on. I'll put on an incline and yes, know, walk a mile. You know, like I like I've got a ruck or something. Yeah, the dude. I tell you what, man, the incline walking. That's where it's at. Or, you know, working for Naval Special Warfare for 14 years, like you, you develop a different mindset on like, you know, strength and conditioning and how you should be living life and how you should train and all that stuff. So, yeah. anyway. I'm just going to say, if shit goes that. down, I'm heading east. Yeah. Your house. house. <laughs> Matt and Jerry, Kyle, I think big, we got a long I'm ways a to go. You're, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big Jocko fan. You know Jocko at all? Oh, you yeah. ever heard of yeah. him? Yeah. Anybody yeah. know yeah. him? Jocko Wilming take, takes a picture of his watch every morning. Yep. Mm. Yeah, at fucking 4 30. I'll tell you what, his book, Extreme Ownership, I read that about like 10 years too late. And I wish I would have had that book when I was in high school. Like that yeah. extreme ownership. I wouldn't I couldn't recommend that book enough. Yeah. Really? That fucking book is awesome. Oh yeah. All it's right. good stuff, man. Awesome. When you said that, I thought you said I like tacos. I was like, I also like tacos too. (laughs) (laughs) I was was like, hey, yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Next, we got (laughs) Rutgers at Indiana. Have we picked this one yet? I'm totally off base. That looks delicious. And he's pouring it in a cup. Oh, classy dude. Got to let it breathe. Got to let it breathe. Yeah, that's true. I like it. 
It goes down smoother, I feel like, when you drink it out of a cup, too. Matt, who do you got? Rutgers at Indiana. And oh, I'm all sorts of out of. I know. Here. I know. Me, too. Indiana's favored by seven in this one. Yeah. So, uh, man, these teams were identical down the line when I was looking. Um, Indiana does allow more, more points per game. Uh, and Rutgers, I feel like Rutgers – Man, they got some things, good things going. Their record may not indicate that, but you know, there seems like they've been in some games they probably shouldn't have been. Um, they played Michigan really close. I'm gonna take, uh, I'm gonna take Rutgers on this one. I mean, even if they lose by a field goal, you know, I, I'm gonna take them. All right, with the points. Uh-oh. Oh, guys, an empty bottle. Hey, it's a hey. long way from Tuesday from here, Pat. Hey, I'm off tomorrow for Veterans Day. Yeah. Boy. Which, which doesn't make any sense. Like, why the fuck? Why? Why do I have to get off? Why am I off of work for Veterans Day? I have the veteran. The, the veterans should be off. Not. I should be. I should be fucking working. Right. Yeah. Like, so, like, if a veteran wants to go to the bank tomorrow, they can't fucking go to the bank because I'm not working because of Veterans Day. It doesn't make any fucking right. sense. Yeah, just give all the veterans the day off. Make my fat ass work. Like I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why I have veterans there. The veterans should have it off, not my fucking dumbass. Right, and ninety percent of the people that are off for Veterans Day probably aren't observing Veterans Day. Yeah, they're just staying up late doing a podcast, getting drunk in their fucking garage. (laughs) Pat. Pat, when I when I was working for uh, the military, man, uh, we would actually because we were training guys. Like you couldn't take like a day off in the middle of the week just for a holiday. Like hit, you know. So we would actually continue to work and push through on Veterans Day, and then we would take a what they call a ninety sixer. So they would take a Friday and a Monday off to help celebrate the long weekend, and we would just yeah. pro- we would just program for our guys accordingly. Yeah, 96ers were nice, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Is that similar to a Niner? They should have called them 69ers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was great. It was great, man. They, they, yeah. they, those guys, mm-hmm. the, guy, the guys I worked with, man, uh, it was, uh, <clears throat> you know, work hard, play hard. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if there was a holiday that fell on a Monday, we'd take a Friday off, too. It was great. <laughs> Yeah. Just just so you know, my grandpa is a World War II veteran, so I have 100% respect for, for the veterans and yeah. any, anybody in the military. Really, I have a lot of friends in the military. Yeah, man. My father-in-law was a uh, Vietnam – my father-in-law was a Vietnam vet and uh, got wow. uh, uh, heavy exposure to Asian Orange. Oh, wow. And he's, and he's had – he had prostate cancer. Like, he's getting it – yeah, it was pretty bad stuff. But uh, Yeah, it's not good. He was the, he was he were, he was in the air force for twenty years and he was the guy that would load the uh, missiles onto the uh, helicopters and planes to go drop drop them. Wow! wow. Huh. Pretty cool shit. Is, that is cool. Hey, also today, Marine Corps birthday. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, yeah. yeah. Number five. Amen brother, to that. Brother served in the Marines. Good man. Nice. Good man to me. That's Pat, awesome. Pat, before, you, before your football career took off, weren't you uh, you were you were heading for the military, weren't you, before you uh, before the football thing took off that door? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I didn't have any money to go to college, um, didn't get good grades, so that was for me. My brother served, my dad was in the army. Um, that's what I, I mean, that's what I was going to do. I mean, college was never, I never even thought about college ever. You just yeah. don't go to college. You go to the military, and then you fucking figure it out. That was. That's what I always thought, but I don't know. You just tricked, tri- yeah. Tri- I tricked one guy at Iowa and gave me a scholarship. <laughs> he's got to fool one person. Hey, you know, and you, like you said before, when you talked to us, you got the grades figured out, and everybody has that moment where it kind of clicks and like, oh crap, I got to get going here, and you yeah. did. So that's yeah, that's all it takes, man. Um. All right, where are we at, Kyle? Kyle, are you up, Kyle? I think Rutgers at Indiana. Indiana favored by seven. Indiana, I'm going to take Indiana on this. Uh, I'm not familiar with Rutgers, and plus, I got a really good buddy of mine that I ended up that I was working with in the military who played. I don't know if I told you guys this. He's Kenny Kenny Kendall. He's number ninety two. He uh, 
he played at Indiana when I played at Iowa and uh, him and I, I didn't realize until like a year working together, he never even mentioned it that he played for Indiana. Yeah. He, he came like millimeters away from blocking almost every field goal and extra point that I, oh, yeah. that I had. <laughs> uh, and we became good friends. He's actually on the Chicago SWAT team now. Um, oh, wow. So cool. I'm, I'm going to pull, I'm going to, I'm going to pull for Indiana, man. All right. Pat, who are you taking to this one? Rutgers at Indiana. Indiana favored by seven. I will go Indiana, obviously, because they support the troops. Um, <laughs> and uh, oh, all my kids were born in Indiana, except for one. So uh, I like Indiana. Great state. Indiana's a fucking awesome place to live. Right. And they got the Indy 500, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Those are my only reasons. I will say <laughs> from the, the times I've been to in, Indianapolis is one of the most underrated cities in America. I freaking love Indy. That is a fun town. It's a nice town. There's a lot to do there. I like it there. And I know, yeah. Pat, I think you said you liked it there quite a bit, too. Yeah, until they fired me. Um, I really liked it. <laughs> no, Indy was cool, man. It was a, cool, it was a good time. <laughs> oh, I love it, dude. You're, you're the best. <laughs> All right, Mr. Jerry, where are we at on this? And what do you uh, think in Rutgers to Indiana? Considering how long those questions started, they may have played by now. So let me check ESPN.com for a second. <laughs> anyway, no, nah, I'm going with the fighting Shianos. I think he's building something in Indiana's just struggled all year. So, and I'm sorry, I should have been pressured into the patriotic pick of Indiana after past comments. <laughs> I can't, I can't not appear pressure twice in a row. So. All right. I got to respect it. Jerry standing on his own two feet here. <laughs> and, his right. and his Toyota. And his Toyota. Rutgers is the birthplace of college football. I keep hearing him talk about it at these retirement centers. So, you know, I, maybe that's going to influence me a little bit. So. Well, you know, the, most of the people you're hanging out there were probably there at the very first college football game. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to hell for that one. Okay. <laughs> the next one, we have six and three, the Purdue spoiler makers, as we call them, upsetting everyone left and right at Ohio State, Matt. Ohio State's eight and one. They've looked very beatable lately. One, here's your stat of the day on this game, which I was shocked at. Purdue in the last eight meetings is four and four against Ohio State. Never would have thought that. So, Matt. Who are you taking in this one? We got Ohio State favored by 20. Yeah, I'm taking Purdue with the points on this one. It's a pretty easy decision. The Purdue's defense has been playing really well. Um, Ohio State's defense, uh, their past defense has struggled on a lot of uh, occasions. And uh, Purdue, they're going to air it out. Can can Ohio State stop David Bell? Can you know, I don't know if they can or not, but also on the other side of it, can produce D slow down Ohio's offense, which is rolling as well. So I think it's going to be a lot closer than 20 points. I'm not sure how Ohio State's getting 20 and a half on this coming off of all those Purdue wins. But with those points, I'm taking Purdue all day on this one. All right, we're going to go to Mr. Kyle Schlicker, who is absolutely not in love with the Ohio State University. Kyle, I don't want to piss you off here. I'm going to be rooting for Ohio State in this one because it's better for us if Purdue loses. So um, who are you taking in this one, though? What are your thoughts? Ohio State favored by 20. See, I think that's just because it's Ohio state. And that's one thing that pisses me off when I talk to Ohio state fans, like they're, they, you know, they just, Ohio state's on the same level as Michigan as me. And it's not because I, you know, I, we, we did beat Ohio state in my years of playing. We never beat Michigan. So I have more hatred towards Michigan, but uh, you know, I played uh, high school football against Kyle Orton back in the day. Mm. And uh, so him and I were the same, well, he was a year ahead of me, but uh and even though Purdue is a terrible place to play, I mean, I remember getting bottles thrown on me. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're super That's close to the crazy. fans. The field, the field was shit, you know, and being a kicker, like, I need I need everything to be, you know, okay with the grass. And I remember they had just put down new sod. It was bullshit. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> never, never missed a field goal there. So, and never lost, so fuck those guys. Um, <laughs> All right. But uh, – I'm going to take Purdue, man, because I just, they're on a roll and it was incredible to see them uh, play this last weekend. 
and do what they did. And uh, yeah, Ohio State can go to hell too. So Kyle, did you ever hear, did we, I don't remember, did we offer or Kyle Orton or what ended up happening with that? Why did, how did he, we let him out of Iowa? You know what? Um, I just remember him coming out of nowhere. He played for Southeast Polk and yeah. you know, we, they never did well. He ended up going to like this Nike training camp. And then all of a sudden that's how like he Southeast Polk, his high school team sucked. So he must've done really well at this Nike training camp. And then he just blew up, man. Like, it was crazy to see. And I don't even know if Iowa offered him, man. I don't even know how many offers he got. But, uh, yeah, he chose Purdue. I think he was a – you know, he he, followed, he wanted to follow the um, – um, wasn't – didn't – wait, who – I'm trying to think. Who's They've the had, like, Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew, Drew Brees. Brees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Drew Brees, yeah. yeah. He might have just been a fan of that. And uh, – but uh, – yeah, I'll never forget playing against Penn, uh, Purdue and watching Matt Roth um, plow over their kicker after he missed a field goal. That was that was great. It's in one of the highlight videos. Um, <laughs> that was always a big fear of mine, having a big mongrel like him sneak around the corner and, and you know, take me out. Oh, man. <laughs> and you guys... When I saw it happen right in front of me on the sidelines, like, that was an incredible feeling to watch that happen. Matt Roth was a machine. He was fun to watch. <laughs> Speaking of machines, Kid Rock, Mr. Pat Anger, who you taking in this one? We got Purdue at Ohio State. Ohio State favored by 20. This one's going to be on ABC. <clears throat> He's thinking about it for a minute. The money this year. Um, oh. Betting on them to put the spread, which they haven't. Uh, so I'm, I'm going uh, cover. All right. So you're taking Ohio State to cover the spread? Can you guys hear me here? I keep cutting out. You're good now. You were cutting out there for a sec, but you're good now. Now you're cutting back out again. Uh, All right. It's all good. Well, he jumped out. He'll probably hop back in. Um, Jerry, who are you taking in this one? We got Purdue again at Ohio State. Yeah, I'm taking, uh, you know, Purdue – Beat, you know, they had, you know, they beat Iowa and then they fell the following week. And I'm just going to go off history. I'm going to, I think I'm taking Ohio State here. And, uh, you know, Ohio State played a little post run last week than what I think they anticipated. And uh, I don't know. I know. I just think Purdue's kind of one of those hot and cold teams this year. So I'm going to go with Ohio State on this one. And uh, okay. I don't know if Kyle Orton probably never got offered by Iowa, but I think his first or second year with the Bears, there were some photos of, uh, of him and his glorious neckbeard partying in downtown Iowa City. So I think okay. I remember right going back and check that history out. But... All right. Um, Sorry, guys. No, it's all good, man. It happens. It happens to us all the time. <laughs> Um, who, who did you say, Pat, now in this Purdue-Ohio State one? I want to make sure we got it right from you. I'm taking Purdue because Ohio State doesn't cover. They probably they cost me a shit ton of money. I think, like, all my parlays last weekend was Ohio State minus, like, it was a 14 and a half or something like that. Okay. Those bastards. You can never trust They'll get Ohio you every State. time. Oh, yeah. sons of bitches. Yep. And like we said, their fans are the worst. So... Um, sorry, we got a buddy, a friend of the show, Mike Wheeler. He's a good dude. He's an Ohio State fan. We don't like most of the rest of them, though. So, all right, dude, the last on. one, real quick. Yes, I've got a Go guy. Ahead. I've got a guy. I've got a guy in my neighborhood. He's an Ohio State fan. He dresses like Jim Trestle every single game day. It is so annoying. <laughs> wow. Oh. Trestle was at Indy. He was at Indy when I was there. Um, I think it was really? after they kicked him out of college or whatever. I really liked him. He was really yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm sure dude. he's a great guy. Just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was probably very humble after he got kicked out of Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the poor guy, what he just didn't rat his players out, so he can't. I don't know. Right. Yeah. And they were selling member team memorabilia, which is, I don't know, is that kind of legal now or not? I mean, what do we? What no. they did, would it be okay? It still wouldn't be okay now, right? I think you can Co- now, right? Kobe no, Comer. I don't think you can sell Tim team memorabilia still. It's just. No. Uh, it's just promotion off of your name, image, and likeness is all. 
like Kofi Coburn, the center for Illinois, got suspended the first three games of the year for selling team memorabilia this year. So that's still frowned upon. But Jim Trestle was always known as being a player's coach. Like his players loved him, and he really had a good connection with his with his guys. And you know, but Ohio State, it's it's a shady culture. I mean, give them seven or eight years, they're going to be on probation. I mean, it's it it continually happens every year. But you know, like. Pat said, Jim is a nice, he's a good guy. So I, everybody I've talked to likes him. I'm surprised he hasn't like emerged from some college football um, team. Like where is he at? He's he's at Youngstown, right? I think he's the president at um, either Youngstown state or like Kent state. One of those schools out there. Um, He's a president of a college. So Jim Trussell hired Bo Pelini. That's well, awesome. I'm sure he signed if off. He's on at Youngstown yeah. State. He took Bo Pelini after he got fired from Nebraska. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Trestle. Yeah. So so Pat, tell me you at least took him out on the sideline once after that 09 when they when they beat you guys at the end of 09 uh, in the uh, Vandenberg game, didn't you? Did I did I take him out? Didn't you give Trestle a little nudge or something on the sideline for that 09 game? No shit, no, no, no. I I I played like shit that game, so I had no business pushing anyone. Yeah. Been a lot cooler if you did. Yeah, no shit, right? I just remember um who's the uh, who's the quarterback? Uh, who was the 09 quarterback that year? Uh what the fuck's his name? He was really good. I can see his um, face, right? Troy is it not Troy Smith, was it? Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor. Pryor. Yeah. He was like nine. He was like nine feet tall, and ran like a four-two, fastest person in the world. Um, that I don't know why that guy's still not playing the NFL. He was the tallest, fastest person of all time. It's like trying well, to tackle like it was like trying to tackle an avatar. Like the dude was unbelievable. <laughs> And you got no. me. I'm fucking five ten and fat from fucking Iowa. Like, what the hell am I gonna do? <laughs> hey, nothing Throw wrong. Throw a email at him. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> That's just weight from corn and beer. So you're all good, man. <laughs> be un-American to be skinny growing up in Iowa. All right, guys. We got one left here. We got Maryland, five and four. They're going to Michigan State, who just got their first loss. Uh, from Purdue, this one's going to be on Fox. Got Michigan State favored by 13 in this one. Matt, Mel Tucker, he's human. He lost a game. Uh, who are you taking in this one? Mel Tucker is human. He did lose a game. I feel a little bit sorry for Maryland. I think they're going to be the battering post of this game. I think Michigan easily covers the spread. Uh, I looked at a lot of numbers, and it kind of just took me to – MSU. There was a lot of even numbers, a lot of things that, a few things that stuck out stuck out to me. But I mean, in the end, it was Michigan State. I think is going to bounce back from that. And Maryland has been down all year. So, all right, Kyle, we want you to pick this one and break it down on the treadmill as you're walking. We want you to like <laughs> give us an give us an action pick. I'm totally kidding. Um, who do you got in this one, Kyle? Maryland at Michigan State. Man, I'm I'm I gotta go with Michigan State. I mean, they're even though they lost to Purdue, I mean that that was you know, I feel that they're on such a roll that was a that was a bit of a fluke um, for them. Purdue's doing well, but uh, Michigan State's going to come back. You know, Michigan State uh, that's that's kind of a tough place to play as well. Um, I actually never played at Michigan State. I traveled. I traveled as a backup kicker with Kading. I think mm-hmm. it was in 03. Yeah, O two or O three, I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah, can you believe that? I never actually played at Michigan State the rest mm-hmm. of my career. That's kind of crazy. Um, but um, yeah, I'm going with Michigan State, man. I don't know much about Maryland. I think it's still crazy that they're part of the Big Ten. It just blows my mind every time I think about it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm going with Michigan State, man. Kyle, I told you when we went the first time we played at Maryland. Um, Matt and I made the trip out there and we flew out and no, none of the fans acted like they even knew there was a football game. And I had multiple people come up to me and point at the tiger Hawk on my, on my quarter zip and be like, what, what team is that? Like, where where are you from? And I said, you gotta be freaking kidding me. Like get me the hell out of here. Pat, 
Um, who do you got in this one? Five and four Maryland. Um, Kyle still thinks they should be in the ACC. Makes more sense to me. Um, at Michigan State, eight and one. Who, who, what are you thinking, Pat? I'll take Michigan State to cover. Um, I played with like three Maryland guys in the league, and they're all idiots. Uh, so. <laughs> Also yeah. played with a couple of Michigan State guys. A couple of them were idiots too, um, but uh, yeah, we'll go. We'll go Michigan State. I gotta say, out of every place in the Big Ten, Jerry, that we've been to, we've kind of really noted Maryland's our least favorite. Um, yeah. Not not a lot of fun. Even the Saturday after the game, we didn't even go out in Maryland. We went to DC and went sightseeing. So that tells you how bad it was that we didn't want to go out and drink beer after that. So Jerry, who are you taking in this one? Well, the only defense as bad as Northwestern's in the conference is Maryland, so I'm going to go with Michigan State on the rebound this week. So, all right, well, Plain any, sweet. yeah, you got you boys got anything fun going on this weekend for games? Or are you guys just everybody just hanging at home and watching football and having some drinks? Uh, well, I'm a real estate agent, so I've got open <laughs> houses. <laughs> oh, but I but I was going to say, kick Maryland out of the Big Ten and replace them with uh, Notre Dame. We need to push Notre Dame into a conference. And I think they uh, would not do well in our conference. So guys, going back to Michigan state real quick. Yeah. What'd you guys think of D'Antonio when he coached there? I mean, you talk about a guy that didn't look like he was real likable just from a viewpoint. What were you guys' impressions of D'Antonio when you played there? You know, um, you know, honestly, for me, what I respected about them is we knew what they were going to do offensively mm-hmm. and they knew what we were going to do defensively. And they said, you know, it, it, very similar to Wisconsin. It's like, everyone knows what they're going to do. And, and, you know, Hey, you're going to line up and you're going to fucking beat us. And, or, you know, or we're going to line up and, you know, get our ass kicked one or the other. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I respect the fact that there's no trick stuff, nothing crazy. Um, I'm going to line up and it's going to be a fight. I always love playing Michigan State, especially as a linebacker who's slow and shitty. Um, they're going to run the ball. Like, I I, I liked it. Um, I always thought he ran it very – he ran the program very similar um, to Iowa as far as just, you know, toughness and stuff like that. And I know, obviously, he let some people off and uh, get away with some stuff. So, I don't know. I liked, I liked playing them because it was fucking inside zone, outside zone, power, and – I'd like to play against that. So I, I respected it. I respected their toughness. I know Hard some people probably would disagree. Uh, defenses? Yeah. yeah. I thought their defense sucked. I mean, I, you look wow. look back at our, you know, when we beat them um, on the last second field or the last second touchdown with, with uh, Rick to McNutt. I mean, mm-hmm. why would their, why would their defensive coordinator call blitz there? Mm. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah. I mean, you run literally. They blitzed everybody, and the corners were man. It made no fucking sense to call that. Um, hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I called that because that slant. Yeah. Why yeah. would they blitz everyone? I just don't. Let's just sit everyone. I on saw the, McNutt on the, on the lining line. up one on one on the edge, and I'm like, McNutt slant. It's gonna be open. Yeah. All I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> all I was thinking was like, because they scored that touchdown on that long. Uh, I think they went what four verts, and all I was thinking was like, God, I hope that wasn't my fault. Um, <laughs> like I, I was like, I think I had my guy, but like, my God, like, was that the guy that caught it? And I'm like, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> thankfully, it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> uh, God! Before we let you guys go, I want to get your thoughts super quick on Nebraska firing pretty much their whole offensive staff. Um, that they're giving Frost another year, restructured his contract, kind of like what they did with Harbaugh. His buyout's way less, but they fired pretty much the whole entire offensive staff. Now, Kyle and, and Pat kind of let us know, like, you know, I guess from a fan perspective, I have no clue who the hell's going to be coaching the offense for the rest of the season. Well, <clears throat> I think that this, uh, and I know, you know, you guys aren't going to be, I'm not saying I have a soft spot for Nebraska at all. I'm just saying that I think that uh, as fans of football, too many times we forget that like there's a system that is in place on the inside and we only see what happens on the outside. We only see what happens on the field. So whatever's happening on the inside of that program, like, like the whoever's in charge must really trust Scott Frost and uh, for him to uh, fire his entire, you know, 
to, or to make all those changes. I think that uh, that speaks volumes in their trust in him. And there's something going on on the inside that uh, uh, whatever it is or whatever's been happening, I'm not pointing fingers at all, but I don't think it's all. Uh, unfortunately, Scott Frost and the head coach has to take the the brunt, you know, the hit for it. But um, I think it's pretty incredible that they're giving him another year and that they also made these changes. But that when I saw that, I immediately thought, okay, you know, that means there's there's something going on on the interior that none of us know about. And, um, um, you know, two, two of our strength coaches, Pat, I don't know if you remember, um, Dobson and Clark went to go work for Nebraska. And when they did that, um, you know, I, I was kind of rooting for Nebraska a little bit here and there. Same here. But uh, at the same time, um, I think it's it'll be interesting to see. It's rare that Nebraska does this. Usually they just clean house and bring in a new guy and think that that's going to fix everything. But I am also, I'm also a big fan of like, hey, you know what? Trust the guy that you're there, that's there. Let him develop his system. How long has Scott Frost been there, by the way? I think um, four years. Yeah, he's in his fourth season. He's in his fourth season? Yeah, well, I mean, with football, it's a little bit different. I would say Look five years. Look how deep years, their you know? program has dug a hole. I mean, who else are they going to get to come there to that program if exactly. they fire another coach? Some, sometimes sometimes you need to go through this to get better, man. Sometimes you need to, like, have this rut. You need to have this. It's kind of like the Miami Hurricanes. I kind of want to talk to you guys about uh, last week. Yeah. You know, like, sometimes you need this, man, to rebound. And, um uh, this is going to happen to all teams that we know of uh, Ohio State. It's going to happen to all these these sexy teams. Um, so anyway, that's my take. No, I like it. That was really well said and really insightful. Pat, do you have any thoughts on that at all? Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't even know that was going on. To be honest with you, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. So who did he fire? The the offensive coordinator, the quarter quarterbacks coach. I mean, Jerry. Who else was there? It was like four or five guys. Like I almost uh, the whole offensive side of the from the offensive coordinator down about four spots. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I'm kind now, of, obviously. I mean, I'll go. On. I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah, because I got caught up in some personal stuff this week. But uh, was this, was there any special teams coaches involved in that? I don't think so. No, think not that all, I'm aware of. Although their special all teams is fun. terrible too. And, uh, and I apologize, Pat. I kind of took over there, but I mean that's kind of the surprising thing, though, is because I, there was a stat last week that said that Nebraska was top twenty defense, top thirty offense, but the special teams between the field goal kicking, you know, all the misses with Colt, the, uh, you know, they've had so many of those and so many miscues. I just, I guess, I was kind of surprised to hear that it's the offensive staff that's taking the hit. I really figured it'd probably be in some other phases, but yeah. Well, did you guys see the video of that uh, guy that was like a reporter or Kakert sent it to me? Um, the guy was on, the, he's a Nebraska reporter or something. He's on the sideline and he goes on this crazy tangent. You guys didn't hear that? See that? I did. I saw that. He goes, at the end, he goes, fuck, he goes, there is no hope. Fuck everything. Go big red. <laughs> it, it's yeah, gold. <laughs> it's about three weeks ago now, yeah. Oh, that should be the new team slogan. Oh man, it's awesome. There is no, no you know, I, I remember. Everything. You know, obviously there is some Iowa connection. There are some Iowa guys on staff. Um, I don't know, maybe anymore, maybe they're not. Um, guys that played in Iowa that are they're at Nebraska. Um, mm-hmm. But I do remember when when they started because um, some of the people, some of the coaches were from UNI, and I remember. One of my buddies who was a college coach was talking to one of them and uh, basically said that, uh, you know, most like 90 percent of the kids that were on campus when Scott Frost got there couldn't even play at, you know, a UNI, UNI or, you know, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it, they didn't have a lot to work with from the beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's not necessarily – you know, their fault. Obviously, I thought that they would be doing a little bit better by now. Um, but yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of a uh, lot to work with when I got there. Yeah. yeah. So if I, if I could ask real quick, guys, uh, Frost Infamous at his press conference when he got hired was, uh, you know, he was at the Big Ten left to adjust to their plans. 
you know, when you look at what he did at Oregon and UCF, I mean, what do you guys, what were your thoughts about how that would translate into the Big Ten? Did you see that? You know, because I think right now he's finding out that they got to be hitting the weight room way harder than what, what they thought initially in the strength and conditioning. But what, what were your guys' thoughts on that style of play coming into the Big Ten? I mean, obviously strength and conditioning is important. And, you you know, how you outwork your opponent is is what determines the difference. You know, that determines the difference between victory and, and defeat. But also team chemistry, man, you know, like if you – if if you don't have everyone on the same page doing the same, you know, executing the same uh, system and plan, I mean, it's just not going to work. If you don't have players out there that aren't, that don't have any belief, or that they all don't have the same belief in what is actually being ran. I mean, I think that uh, again, I was just a kicker, but at the same time, I paid I paid attention to a lot of stuff. I actually watched a lot of other film, other than just kicking. <laughs> And I listened to the coaches, man. I listened to what they were saying about opponents and stuff. And, uh, you know, I really gained a lot of insight on the, the dynamic of what goes into to playing a football game, football game and, and executing plays and executing a system. And I just think that when uh, things break down and you don't have success, I think there's just a lot more to it than just the play calling. I mean, you could have uh, – you could have – you know, those players on the field that don't trust anything that the coach is saying whatsoever. Um, at the same time, you could have all those players on the field that, uh, you know, there could be one or two guys that aren't executing their job and it throws the entire execution off. All right. So, <laughs> I don't know if that answers it, but. No, it does. <laughs> uh, I, nobody had anything to follow. I was just like totally like. <laughs> Zoned in on what you were saying, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I, it, I was, I, I know, I'll say this a hundred times, thousand times, million times. I was just a kicker, and but but with that, I had a lot of time to sit back and just watch and observe and learn and just watch, you know, watch the great players that I was with and watch the coaches that I was with, you know, like I, I really absorbed quite a bit, and um, you know, I just happened to be that guy that when called upon, I'd go out and kick a field goal and help out. You know, yeah. and that you know yeah. that's something that honestly, like I've noticed, kickers and bunners is like they're able to like take a step back and like see yeah. the full picture, yeah. As opposed to like I don't know linebacker, like I'm just seeing the defense and I'm just seeing that. And I, I feel like kickers in general and, and punters have a better understanding, and, and obviously long snappers too. They have a better understanding of of the game because they are able to sit back and see everything. You're in all the meetings. You're, you're talking to everybody at practice. Yeah. And I still don't understand why you guys have to get to practice a fucking hour before to kick yeah. for an hour. And then, and then, the, and then the, the PAT field goal is at the end of practice, which makes yeah. no fucking sense. I, know. I, I still, and everybody does it. I still don't understand it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I really do. I mean, even, you know, McAfee, um, Vinatieri, um, Mossbrook or Murray, like all these guys, you, I mean, all these guys, yeah. like, I feel like you guys have a really good understanding of coaching. I feel like kickers transition to, to they would transition to being a coach a lot better than, than I would. And I mean, I just, when I fucking coached my third and fourth, my, th my fourth grader, their third and fourth grade team. And I'm just like, just fucking tackle the guy. Like it's not that hard. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I, it, you know, you got to keep in mind, I, I grew up a soccer player. Like I didn't, I had no clue. Hey, same here, dude. Yeah. I, I grew up, not even knowing where Iowa city was on a map. And so when all this happened and all this started, when I got to Iowa, all I wanted to do was be known for what, for why I was there. I wanted to like, and by doing that, I knew that uh, I had to listen to the coaches. I had to learn from the players that had been there before me. I had to sit back, earn my spot and sit there. And, you know, I learned a lot from, just watching some of the veteran players, man, that were on the team. And I, I learned their habits, what they were doing, how, you know, I tried to be the first one in watching film right after practice and the last one to leave right before study hall, you know, and um, I tried to, you know, well, it helped staying in Nate Kading's pocket for the first two years, um, you know, because I got to see how he prepared himself. But, you know, having guys like Ch Chad Greenway and, uh, you know, um, 
Marshall Yonda and, you know, even Dallas Clark and, and Bob Sanders, those guys had a huge impact on my freshman year and really kind of set the tone on just what, uh, how you should be acting, how you should be preparing, how you should want to leave the Jersey in a better place when you leave. And um, yeah, man, I mean, I, I'm not going to claim I'm an expert at football at all, but I did sit back and watch and I, uh, I absorbed quite a bit. Um, so maybe that's another conversation for some uh, Buffalo Trace. It's a lot of I star like, power you just named off there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that New Zealand All Blacks quote, leave the jersey in a better place. That's good. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a hell of a book. That's awesome. Oh, stuff gets me fired up. I love it. <laughs> All right, boys. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the Swarm the 402 podcast, Pat, Kyle, and as always, Matt and Jerry. Guys, it was a ton of fun. Thanks for taking time out of your guys' busy schedules. I know you guys got a lot going on. So, Pat, I don't have to work tomorrow because of Veterans Day. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like I said, makes uh, no sense. I should be fucking working. Just because of you, Pat. The veterans, the, the, veterans tomorrow should, tomorrow too. the veterans should have the day off, and I should be work. I should be able to do whatever they want. Yeah, well, I I agree. I don't get it, man. Well, fucking bullshit. It's a crazy we lit world we're living. We need to be yeah. doing more for those guys too, for everything that Absolutely. they've done for us. So I mean, there's, yeah, we don't do enough as it is, and we need to continually step that up as much as we can all the time. So, all right, Slicker looks great. Can we talk <laughs> for just like five minutes about how good Kyle looks? He looks. Like, he look. You know, it kind of pisses me off sometimes. He looks like a damn male model. It's I know. Ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, my wife sees us. She's fucking leaving me. <laughs> like, and she, and she, I think she's got one leg out the door. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh God! Well, well, My well, wife well, has never well, seen well, that, so we're, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? My, my my wife isn't watching this, so can't <laughs> <laughs> oh, <kidding laughs> <me> blame her. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, hey, let's go uh feel bad about ourselves because Kyle's so much better looking than us. You <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk All to you right. later, guys. Thanks for coming on. Go, go Hawks. Hawks. Go Hawks. Good stuff. Pat, Pat, good to see you again, bud. Love you guys. See you guys. See you.